When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about a great opportunity to learn football and support support a great cause, as well as how time and score really affect the game. And joining me to discuss those things is John Luce, associate head coach and linebackers coach at Army West Point. John, always great to talk ball with you. Hey, thank you, Keith. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, always excited to do it. Coach, we're going to get into uh, the, the topic of you know, time and score and, and how they affect things. And I just, you know, finished watching a, a game here between the, the Browns and the Jets. And I'll tell you, there was a, a point in that game where I thought, what are you doing, Jets? You could be under three minutes to go here if you just would have called the runs. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that one. But before we do, we have an incredible opportunity, I think. Um, one of the best clin- clinic lineups ever put together. Um, but it also supports a great cause in supporting Lawrence First and Goal Foundation. And it's uh, coming up here January 14th through 17th. So, John, talk to us about the clinic and uh, everything that's gone into it so far. Well, uh, obviously you and uh, Coach Tube have been a huge um, impact on this. We're really excited to match up with every, you know, match, uh, pair up with them to do this. And, uh, you know, our camp, we had run camp since 2004 uh, called Lawrence First and Goal Football Camps, and we had run over 20-something of them. And, uh, but all the money goes to pediatric brain tumor research and cancer services. Uh, Lauren is my daughter. who's not a kid anymore. I mean, she's 23 years old and has battled spine and brain tumor, uh, brain tumors and spinal tumors her entire life and uh, has a condition called neurofibromatosis or NF1. So, you know, she's had a lot of different ailments she's fought, and I'm, you know, I'm really just touching the tip of the iceberg with what I just mentioned. But anyway, there's been so many coaches that have helped out with the camps over the years. And, um, you know, Lawrence First and Goal, most of them have been at Lafayette College. One day charity football camp, we'll have as many as, you know, we usually between 1,800 and, 2,100 kids from really all over the country at this point. So it's been a great camp, but the, you know, like all these camps that got blown up by COVID. So, you know, trying to come up with something and you Keith actually came up with the idea of, of uh, you know, doing a virtual live clinic um, to raise money for 
uh, for Lauren's first enroll, and that's what we're doing. So I'm really excited about doing this. And John, the the response by the coaches who are getting involved in this has been incredible. Um, pretty much, we've heard yes across the board from anybody who we've reached out to. And as I said before, just an incredible lineup of of coaches uh, from the college level because you know you've always had the college level coaches volunteering at Lawrence camps. Um, again, you know, from small college all the way up to the to the FBS level. Uh, talk to us about the response as you've reached out to people and and uh, they've become involved. Uh, you know, we've had over well over a thousand coaches volunteer at the Lawrence First and Gold camps, and um, you know, so it, it was easy. I and mean, every I, I kind of you know started to slow down asking guys. In fact, I mean, there were so many people that reached out to us that you know we kind of we're filling up spots. We had to slow down a little bit, but whoever I texted or called was essentially immediately said they were in. So, you know, the first person I called was Dan Quinn. I've known Dan Quinn for a long time. I mean, you know, brought the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl and has been a very, very successful coach as a coordinator, um, you know, and as a football coach and the whole thing. So I, I texted him the first day, I think we decided to do it. And he said, I'm in and immediately picked a time. So, you know, then I walked down the hall and I talked to Jeff Monk and our head football coach. And, you know, we're, we're no slouch. We're nine and two. Our kids got a chance to, you know, if we beat West Virginia, uh, that'll be the third 10 win season in four years. And there was one of those that I was here for in 96, you know, since we started playing football. So in 1890, so it's pretty impressive there too. So, you know, then I reached out to, you know, uh, Greg Ciano said yes. You know, reached out to Luke Fickle said yes. Reached out to Mac Brown said yes. And that, and those are the head guys. But you know, just I mean, you know, when people go onto the site and they start looking at the looking at the number of coaches there, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable response. I mean, the other day I was sitting in the weight, I was in the weight room just getting a quick workout, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna text uh, Chris Ash, defensive coordinator in Texas. And he texted me right back. He goes, Yeah, I'm in. Totally love to do it. And um, so. And, you know, texted, you know, Brett Pry at Penn State just the other day and said, yeah, I'd love to do it. I'm in. So really about every single person we've reached out to do it has jumped on board. So uh, um, and it, it, it's a I mean, it's a great group. I mean, Kyle Flood. In fact, Kyle Flood sent a whole package of stuff to Lauren the other day from Alabama, O-line coach at Alabama. You know, Mike Elko, defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's a deep and, list, yeah. You know, no doubt. And most of, most of them, I mean, I look at the list, like Adam Fuller, defensive coordinator at Florida State. I mean, most of these guys, if I reached out to them personally, and I know you reached out to a bunch of guys too, they they worked at camp, mm-hmm. you know, some of them multiple, multiple times. So they, they were very familiar with what Lauren's personal goal is. I know as, as you and I – sat down and started putting the concept together, it was, um, you know, on our side, we wanted to make sure that we had everything covered for the coaches who would attend this virtual clinic, that, uh, you know, we had enough offensive guys, defensive guys, there's the right balance there, you know, special teams, we have strength and conditioning coaches. And then when you look at the spread of, of position coaches across every position, we've really looked to keep that balance and make sure that we have something for every single coach on a coaching staff. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, our, you know, I mean, we have some great strength coaches. So I thought about that one day that, you know what, 
the, the, you know, the high school coach in particular, and a lot of the small college guys too. I mean, they're they're, you know, their own strength coach. So uh, like I, I know our guys and reached out to some guys that I knew really well that do a great job with this stuff. But I mean, they handle every part of it. You know, the nutrition, the speed development, the flexibility. I mean, all of it. So there's you know some great strength coaches in there, and I think that'll be helpful. You know, even uh, Clayton Kendrick Holmes, our operations guy, which it, it's, I mean, that's a job now. When you're the operations guy at Army West Point, that is a big job. And, uh, you know, he asked me the other day, he goes, can I do something? I said, absolutely. So he's going to talk about the operations side and all that. So I, I do. I think the offense, the defense, the special teams, and I mean, it's, it is, it, it's a big time lineup now. You would never, if it wasn't for COVID, you could never have a clinic lineup like this where everybody would fly into town. I mean, it would be impossible. That's, that's so. the truth. And it's, I mean, it's great to see all these guys jumping on board and, you know, we talked a lot about uh, making sure that this was offered at, at a price that was really affordable for all coaches. So it's somewhere around 160 speakers right now. You and I are recording this on, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, so there's five days left. And I think by the time this airs, maybe there'll be three on the early bird special, which is $49 for a single pass and for a staff pass uh, uh, or five coaches, five, get five coaches together. It's $30 a coach, $150 for that staff pass. And, you know, it's, it's something again, I think, I know there's a lot of free stuff out there and coaches who do things all over the country, but you know, what I would urge coaches here is to please get involved in this one uh, because it's it's really supporting a good cause and something that has been drastically affected by COVID. No doubt. In fact, while we're doing this taping, Bob Wiley is trying to buzz in right now. He's as famous as the O-line coach as there is. So he's going to speak at it too. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's such a great, it's such a great deal. You know, you, I mean, we all go to these clinics i mean you're going to spend fifty dollars for lunch and dinner mm-hmm. you know and and i actually got on there the other day and i did i, I bought the 199 dollar package where you get access for a year which to me that's the best package there is yeah definitely. i mean you know the, the 49.99 you're going to get the access to the end of the month correct and right. you know so you can go back and look at it which is a great deal but you know the 199 i'm going to go back and you know i got a feeling we're going to be hanging around the court for a while, unfortunately. So you got time to do stuff. And I, I'm really anxious to have access for it so I can go through all the clinics and, you know, that's how you learn. You know, people think you just, if you're a defensive guy, you just listen to defensive guys, but I, I never thought that. I thought it's the other way around. I want to learn as much as I can for the offensive guys, you know, cause they're, they're the ones that it might be a little thing for them, but you know, for you being a defensive guy, it can be a huge deal that helps you. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking if, if I'm uh, a younger coach just getting into this, you know, I have the opportunity not only to learn the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. We have some incredible position coaches. And, you know, I, I uh, the other day was – I think I just tweeted out something about the tight end fullback coach group we have there. Uh, just an incredible lineup with those guys. Like, if you are interested in that, you got six – right now there's six. And, you know, we still have some spots here – um, to tie up in this probably this last week or so um, to, to close down all of our speakers. But, uh, you know, whatever position you look at, it's it's again, the guys who 
uh, just do an outstanding job teaching this game. And you're going to learn, learn a lot at every position. And, you know, it's something uh, a lot. I've seen that specialization in young coaches today, that if you're an O-line coach, you're going to go do that. And you might, you know, learn that one side of the ball um, for an off season. But now you take this clinic and, and especially if you got the 199 pass and have that for a year, you know, there's a lot of ball to learn and, and really upgrade yourself as a coach and a professional. No doubt. I mean, I, I, know, I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to Kyle Flood. I mean, I'm look, you know, looking at the list. I mean, Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State is the defensive coordinator. Dave Patnode at Georgia Tech, who I've competed against a bunch. You know, I mean, you just, I mean, I visit with Brent Pry a bunch because of the proximity of Penn State and the Army West Point. You know, Joe Moorhead, offensive coordinator at Oregon. I mean, I'm really looking forward to, you know, hearing these guys talk. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I mean, Matt Mummy. You know, obviously everyone's heard of his dad, just a famous coach, but there's just so many, there's so many guys in here. And, you know, here's the other thing too, is that people might not realize is all the, every one of these coaches is volunteering their time too. And, you know, as you know, it's not just an hour. I mean, you spend hours getting the actual clinic ready. You know, you're putting together cutups, you're putting together slides, you're doing all this stuff. So, you know, it, it, it always shows a lot to me that these coaches come through and, you know, we're not paying them a couple hundred dollars. They're all volunteering their time. So it's really nice to step up and help us out like that. No, it's, it's been great. I'm excited about this. And, um, I'm, you know, I, I really think I've seen what this has done, not just to your organization, but to, to people across the country. And, and so um, I know the work you guys do. And, um, I mean, it's not like you guys are some – pass through and there's a bunch of administrative fees taken out of these, these donations. You guys get it right to the, the people who need to do the research and directly to the people who need help in, in the cancer services side of this. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we, we've given away, I think it's right now at about $2.6 million and obviously, you know, took a hit without having the camp this year. So we're hoping to continue that because we, we do, we've helped so many families over the years that, you know, their daughter or son is, not just a brain tumor, but diagnosed with cancer. And it, we really just help them get back on their feet because it, it, I mean, it's a big ball when you got to go to the doctor all the time or staying around on McDonald house, or, you know, if you're less, a lot of people can't even get that done. So it's just, it, it really does help the families. And then obviously they're making big strides in their research over the years too. I mean, that, that part's amazing too, how much has changed since we started this in 2004. So it, it's, it is. It, it, it's all good. We've never paid anybody. We've never taken any money from it. It all truly goes, you know, after we pay our expenses, it all truly goes toward our, toward our mission. And again, that is January 14th through 17th. It's at lfgf.coachesclinic.com. I'll put the link here in the show notes. Uh, the show notes can be found at coachingcoordinator.com or right there in the uh, description in whatever app you're using to listen to this on your device. So coach, let's get into talking some ball here and uh, the, the topic you and I started talking about the other day is just time and score in a game. And um, I've, I've seen it more and more, uh, not just at the, the highest levels, but even now high school coaches really paying attention to that and even relying on analytic tools to help them out in the process. No doubt. I mean, it, there's some crazy games just last night. I mean, you know, you look at the, Las Vegas Raiders, the, how that game ended, and you know it's just it, it's amazing, and how the how the bowl game, you know, ended with Liberty versus uh, 
you know, and and that bowl game. So, you know, Liberty had a huge win, obviously, over an undefeated team that had a great year. So, but it really came down to, you know, the time and managing the clock. And it's just amazing to some of the stuff that happened. Well, I just, you know, I mean, I see it in many, many games that I've been involved with. And that's what I was saying the other day is that score and time matter. I mean, it makes a huge, huge difference. You know, for one, it's, it's, it's way easier to play defense and offense and probably not have, not take chances when you're winning, you know, not, not taking the chances. I mean, I've been involved in games where, you know, the head guy might be screaming, Hey, we're going to give up a score here, but you know, we're winning by three touchdowns and we're doing everything we can just to make sure that it happens really, really slowly. You don't want to give up a score at the same time. If they don't hit chunk plays on you, you you're not going to lose. There's just not enough time. Right. And you know, those, the, all those factors matter. And I, you know, we played in one this year and I won't point out exactly, but you know, we won that game. And I just remember looking at the time and looking at the score, they were winning and they got second and two and there's not very much time left on the clock and they take a shot, you know, they take a shot and we intercept that ball. And I just, I mean, I remember watching it think, Holy cow, you know, you're going for the knockout ball as opposed to just trying to win the game. You know, and the object is to win the game. And, you know, because if, the, if they get the first down, there's another 40 seconds and then another 40 and another 40 and another 40. And, you know, the other factor is, too, what kind of offense are you defending? Mm-hmm. And what kind of offense do you have? You know, do you have a team that can grind it out? And or do you, are you playing against a team that doesn't have the you know, quick strike ability? You know, if you if you just keep it all in front of you. So, I mean, those things matter. I, you know, you see teams all the time. They they lose a game they really should have won because they maybe took a shot. You know, kid runs out of bounds. I mean, I, I can think of so many scenarios over my, I think it's 34-year career now that are, it's just, it it's mind-boggling the things that happen. You know, where if you get a first down and you just, you know, if you just lay down the ground, that, you know, we're probably going to win the game. Instead, you score mm-hmm. and you put them back into that. Oh my God, they just got to, they, they scored and then they got the onside kick and you put yourself in those positions. You really don't need to. That's exactly it. And, you know, we, we have forever had, you know, those little charts. They used to hand them out on like business card size uh, cards at clinics. And, you know, on one side it was the go for two chart, which obviously that, you know, doesn't necessarily, uh, apply universally anymore uh, as people get more and more into analytics. And then it was, you know, how much time you could run out based on how many timeouts the opponent had. Um, But truthfully, you know, there's, there's points in the game that you might want to think about shutting down the passing game. And it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to get style points maybe for uh, how you finish a game, but you just know uh, based on the amount of possessions that you're probably going to get and watching the clock, here's how much time we can take off the clock and still win this football game, barring any turnovers or, you know, like you said, an onside kick. And I've seen, you know, two times here in, in Cleveland, um, and I, I'm sure the fans would go crazy, but they, you know, the Browns got up big in the game and, just played so conservative and you could see the other team coming back, but there wasn't that sense of, you know, panic where, Oh geez, we, we got to do something different. 
you could tell they were just looking at it and understanding the the analytics, the time, the score, and what was left that we may only win this game by three after being up huge, but we're going to win this game. And ultimately, you know, you, you can't forget that's what matters. You know, you have to win that ball game. Yeah, there's no doubt because you, you know, you wish right now you, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you had one more win, you know? So you're right. And now if it's one less win, you have no shot next week. So you're exactly right. The, the scenarios you see, but you, again, you just, you, you can't prepare for everything, but you can prepare for a lot of it. You know, you really can. You know, here's, I'll give you another scenario. Like you're, this has happened to us a couple of times. So we had a code word that we would use on defense, which meant this, let's say, you're you're losing the football game it's third and six and if they get a first down they're going to take a knee and the game's over okay so that scenario comes up and it's amazing how many times that somebody lets them catch a slant ball right in front of them or they got a deep pedal safety and and the quarterback does a read play or a run play to gain the first down then they run out the clock so you know to me, you have some kind of word that just means, hey, listen, no matter what, we're going to stop them on this play. We're going to – if they're going to throw a slant or a hitch or an out, we're going to jump the first cut. Does that make sense? Like, if it's an out and up, a hitch and go, slant and go, good by them. Because if they score, you got a better chance to win it anyway. They're going to take a knee, right? So you have to make it all or none. And usually teams will run it in that scenario, but – Again, I, I can think at Lafayette College, you know, it's, and that's what really made me work on it after that. It was about third and six or seven, and they threw a perfect slant in there. And we had pretty good coverage, but he, he covered it the exact same way he would have if it was, you know, 12 minutes left in the game. Does that make sense? As opposed to just out and out jumping the cut. And we played Colgate years ago, and I remember the same thing. And they hadn't thrown the ball very much at all, but he did a sprint out outcut toward the very end of the game to get the first down and you know you're you just if you don't do something to teach your kids and practice it they don't they don't understand they're just they're just trying to win that down but they don't understand that hey i've got to jump that outcut i got to jump that slant and i got to flat foot my safety and play zero coverage where you know now i got enough guys to knock down every run play so it it comes down to those scenarios because it's, it's unreal how many times that a team just, they run it. And again, they're in cover two or, you know, which is the worst scenario. You got two high safeties, you know, and it's like, they're not going to throw it here. They, they, you know, because even if they punt it, they're better off. And, but again, all those scenarios matter. And then, I mean, I can remember we lost a game to Duquesne one year where the running back broke about a 35 yarder. And if he stays in bounds, we're going to win the game, but he gets run out of bounds. And, you know, you just, it, it's amazing the stuff you do. And I mean, I can think of scenario after scenario where, you know, we beat Penn one year, like nine, seven, I think. And, you know, we call, we called timeout as fast as we could on fourth down to kick a field goal. I mean, I see that all the time. Like you're going to kick the field goal anyway. It's fourth down, let it run down to nothing. And, we literally scored. We almost got a celebration penalty, but they had a time to run a few plays after that. Whereas we could have ran it down to nothing. You know, you just you got to truly understand the scenario of, of, you know, how to use as much clock as you can when you're winning, and use as little as you can when you're losing. Uh, 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, the offensive side of the ball, I had um, some time back, uh, Coach Rob Ash, former head coach at Drake, who worked with Championship Analytics now, talking about the offensive side of the ball and making sure there's situations where you don't score, right? And we saw that twice, actually twice in a weekend uh, this year. We saw it once on a Saturday and then on Sunday, that, that exact situation, and the uh, defense was you know, doing their best to let them score, and you know the running back kind of just had that lapse and, and went into the end zone. You always know it's not a good thing when the other team is celebrating your touchdown. So they both knew that they kind of had messed it up. And yet on the other side, you know, there was a time, you know, Nick Chubb this year, I'm sure he upset some people in Vegas, but, you know, was uh, going down the sideline, could have scored and just went down and, you know, they're able to take a knee and run it out. The key to that, though, is is that doesn't happen without practice. You need to practice that and have those code words. And it doesn't necessarily have to be every week, but it's something in my opinion, you install maybe in, you know, if you have spring ball, you cover it in the spring, you cover it in camp and uh, maybe review those situations, you know, in a, in a walkthrough and just, again, remind your players that what those code words mean. And, you know, essentially it's that being able to tag that into a call where they hear that word and recognize that, you know, this situation requires us to play this a little bit differently than any other situation. There's no doubt because, Again, the whole point is that time and score matters. I mean, you just you, you defend if you're on defense. If you're winning, you defend different plays than if you're losing. And and you just, I mean, I've I've seen so many scenarios. We we're getting ready for Liberty again at Lafayette one year, and their their star running back who played in the NFL. I mean, he broke like a 60 yarder, not against us, but they had broke a 60 yarder. We were getting ready for him. I was watching on tape, and he 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 literally slid and stopped on the one yard line. And they ran the clock out. And I thought, man, that's a smart kid. Well, that's a kid who gets it, you know. And it does. Those those scenarios come up way more than you believe they're going to. And when they do come up, they are critical. I mean, they are, you know, because you, you get to that end spot, you need to win the game at that point. And, you know, you, you got to finish out games. John Gruden said that last night, you know, after the game. He goes, that, you know, that's – you know, that, that's on me, but we got to learn to finish games and finish up games. You know, I, you talk about the not scoring, scoring scenario. And some, you know, like last night, I thought, you know, maybe he should have ran the ball in for the touchdown. Wait, as long as he can, they were going to score. But I think the biggest blunder in the history of football to me is when the Patriots uh, beat the Seahawks when they intercepted the pass. I, I thought that was the biggest mistake of all time. And I, I don't mean hindsight. I mean watching it because the Patriots were going to let them score. Instead, they throw a slant on the one-yard line or two-yard line or whatever it was. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, they're going to let them score. And and to take that, it didn't make any sense to me, the whole, you know, that play. And they kind of, I don't know, they seemed to give them a pass but I, somewhat. But I, I, I just don't know how you do that. You know, but again, been in games where we scored too fast, but I've also been in games where you didn't take the score and you and you, you screwed it up. You know, you got to eventually, you got to score too now. You know, that, that maybe that's what happened last night. Maybe you should have just scored and made them, you know, where they couldn't do a field goal. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's always easier to sit on the back end and, and go over those situations, but uh, like you said, a lot of it is is the preparation. So, Coach, as we 
wrap up here because I know you're headed out to practice soon. Uh, what recommendations do you have for coaches to be able to look at the time and score aspects of the game and be able to prepare for it, not just as a coach, but I, I've, as I said before, to make sure you prepare your players that they they understand and have some football IQ in those situations? Well, one thing I think you do, Keith, is when you break down tape, make a column where it has to score. Make a column that has a score. So when you're game planning and you're looking at plays, let's say you're I'm a defensive guy, so you're looking at plays that I'm, where I'm game planning, I'm going to look at, okay, this, the score's in the balance and there's the time isn't a factor yet. Does that make sense? Like, you you know, so you're, you're just like, okay, on third and three, they do this. On third and two, they do this. You know what I mean? And try to figure that out. And excuse me, everybody, you know, self-scouts themselves some, but try to figure that out. So you pull out the, the, pull out the plays where they're not getting beat by a lot or losing by a lot or the time's a real factor. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, like I said, it's a long season. You, you, you know, kids are interested in quick videos and stuff. You can, you can pull out links and show them things that have happened. Like I'm the field goal block coach. So I, I, I found a clip where we had blocked a field goal one time to end the game. And we're celebrating and while we're doing that. The kicker picks it up and runs it to the one inch line and we tackle them to end the game. I mean, you just, you know, that, that video is invaluable to show players like, Hey, it's not over till it's over. You know what I mean? And, you know, just there's so many scenarios that I think you can show them to teach them. And then, and then, like I said, you need to practice them. But if you have one word tags that kind of reminds them that, Hey, it's third and 20. So let's tag this onto the defense. You know, let, let's not jump a four yard cut, you know? And, it, and again, score and time matter. You have to understand that. And so does field position, obviously, but, are they, is it position where they have two downs or not? You know, is it time when they're going to still punt it? You know, cause that, that matters. I mean, you, you know, you, you got everybody back and you're playing, you're, you're maybe you're rushing three guys and you make sure they just catch it in front of you and they dink it off. But the field position matters. You might've just let them kick a field goal, you know, that, that beats you or, or the time matters. And you know that, you know, they're going to use two downs. I got to play, I got to play tighter than that. But anyway, all those scenarios matter. I think you, you got to go into every game. I mean, I'm the field goal block guy. Like every game I think, okay, if he gets, if he's outside of this distance, I feel good that, you know, he's probably not going to make it. So that, that matters now when you're calling defenses at the end, because guys get too conservative and you think, yeah, but I'm not defending a touchdown. I'm defending a field goal. So, but again, I, I think the time thing is, Time and score is the biggest factors. There's other factors, but those two things are huge when you're just trying to win the football game. It doesn't have to be pretty, but you still got to win it. In the end, you know, we're nine and two. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. They haven't all been pretty, but we got nine wins. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Coach, I appreciate you squeezing us in here on a Sunday. You can follow Coach on Twitter at Coach John Luce. And again, please head over to LF gf.coachesclinic.com and get registered for this incredible opportunity. Again, the early bird pricing is running out on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, once that clock hits midnight, uh, the pricing does change a little bit. So be, be sure to take advantage of the early bird pricing, $49 for an individual coach. 
five coaches for 30 bucks a piece or $150 for that group of five coaches. Coach, again, thank you for your time and all you do for the game. I'll be talking to you again soon, I'm sure. All right. Hey, thanks, Keith. Thank you for all you're doing and helping us out and do a great job with these podcasts. So I really enjoy listening to them. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five-star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.